Hi everyone, welcome to Brains, Black Holes and Beyond, a collaboration podcast between Princeton Insights Newsletter and the Daily Princetonian. From the Prince, my name is Senna. And my name is Noelle. Today's guest on the show is Josh Lehman, a graduate student in electrical and computer engineering from Jakarta, Indonesia. Josh got his bachelor's in electrical engineering at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. At Princeton, he's a member of the Shoop Lab, and his primary interest currently lies in material design and application for novel computing technologies, more specifically emerging technology from condensed matter theory for quantum computing applications. Outside of academics, Josh enjoys learning new languages. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, so before we dive into the other questions, could you briefly describe the research that you do on campus? Yeah, so right now... Um as my, in my group in general, we work on quantum materials, which are basically materials um, that behave differently, not in ways that we can necessarily see or um, describe in the, in the classical sense. Um, you'll have to use um, quantum mechanics to describe its properties. And what I'm working on specifically is, um, it's called um, charge density waves, which is basically um, when atoms and electrons interact in a way that causes the atoms to, I guess, move its positions such that in a sense you can say that um, the electrons which are um, like surrounding the electrons in a classical sense are actually distorting the atoms themselves and this gives rise to a lot of weird physics that um, physicists like to explore and this is actually a field that's not very well um, understood yet so uh, my job is to create these materials so that for example a um, physicists can learn more about its properties or be to try to um, build, I guess, devices out of it so that we can it can be applied for um, novel electronics in a sense. Yeah. How did you first become interested in this field and why did it stick out to you among the other potential research topics? Okay. Um, partially, I would say that's timing. So during COVID, um, everyone was locked down, right? Um, and I wanted to try doing some, some sort of research. And um, back in Illinois, one of the options were to do um, computational research. And so this is something that I can do remotely and I can try to um, use the results from these computational results and uh, make materials are, I guess, derived from these calculations. And a lot of these computational works, at least in the field of material science, are strongly correlated with um, fundamental physics. And so that's basically, um, physics are very um, small scale, very micro scale, for example, um, in the atomic scale, where the smaller you go, when you start to describe physics in um, in the atomic scale, they start to behave differently from um, physics that you see in, I guess, everyday life, such as like um, F equals MA means second law. That does not necessarily apply anymore in the micro scale and atomic scale. And that's where quantum physics um, kicks in. And so after doing a lot of these computational research, I realized like, okay, I actually do have this passion for understanding the world around us from the microscopic scale. And what that gives us is a lot of these um, the new physics, fundamental physics that we could not otherwise explore or have, I guess, known in the first place. Right, that's super cool. Could you talk a little bit more about how your research relates to quantum computing? Uh, yeah, so quantum computing relies on, or I guess one of its strengths over classical computing is that you're able to represent a single unit of data. In classical computing, that would be um, a single bit, and that's zero or ones. In quantum computing, you would have a unit called the qubit. And what this is, basically, it's a spectrum between zero and one. And this single unit of data can be represented as somewhere in between. But in order for you to have some way to represent that 
you, you need basically some sort of uh, either device or atom or some sort of setup to describe this qubit. Because for example, in classical electronics, a classical bit can be represented as either a high voltage or a low voltage, or let's say um, a magnetic spin up or spin down state. But with um, qubits, you need something a little, a little bit more complicated. And uh, the materials that I work with will hopefully allow us to represent um, these qubits. In my specific application, we use superconductors. So superconductors can um, be used to, I guess, represent qubits, among other things. And yeah, I guess that's how my research relates to quantum computing. Yeah, and before you know, we start asking about like the advice that you have and things like that, is there anything that you want to include in the podcast that we haven't asked you about yet? So any cool research, um, any fun anecdotes, anything like that? Yeah, there are actually many different fields of research and each field that you're in can be really different in like for example the way you perform research or like the nature of things um in my field it's actually really cool and that's multidisciplinary so for example i'm an electrical and computer engineering student but i'm working in the chemistry department but a lot of my research is actually in uh in physics so it's cool how a lot of these research groups aren't necessarily stuck in its own field that it's confined within its own department it's very interdisciplinary and um you get to do research with a lot of different people and as a matter of fact from different institutes so in my group we do a lot of collaborations with for example with um researchers from germany or with researchers from national laboratories and what that allows us to do is a allows us to travel and visit these um, different labs and learn from you know what they're good at because every group has their own strengths and weaknesses and that's why we collaborate right but it also allows us to expand our horizons maybe even like change fields because you find something that you're more interested in that's perfectly okay um interests change over time and if you're ever considering doing research i guess it's always better to start early because a it's either you'll you'll find out if you're interested in this um type of work or not but it also allows you to explore things that you might not have known in the first place um things that you might be interested in that you wouldn't have known without actually starting or testing the waters all right that's already some really good advice but do you have any other advice for our listeners that you would have given yourself when you were an undergraduate don't plan ahead too far so a funny story is that actually so back in undergrad i did a double major in electric engineering and material science and the reason i did that was because i didn't know what i wanted to do so i wanted to cover as much base as i can and before that i actually wanted to become a pilot but that quickly got shut down by my parents um but at first, I thought like, okay, if my parents wouldn't allow me to become a pilot, I was really interested in aviation back then, then okay, what if I work on electronics? And that's why I did electrical engineering. Or what if I instead work on materials? And that was sort of the other option. Uh, but obviously that didn't quite pan out because I'm working in chemistry and this is somehow un it's just not remotely related. But yeah, I guess just try to see like what you like over time because again as i mentioned your passions can change over time really quickly and don't get too bogged down if your plan a doesn't work out there's always plan b plan c etc yeah and i feel like that advice is really helpful especially for this specific time in the semester because this mm -hmm. is when all like the juniors and seniors are working on their theses and i think that's really good advice and like a good thing to think about you know when working on like the thesis assignment you know like things can change and that's okay but yeah, like, thank you so much, Josh, for talking to us about your research in ECE and in chemistry and in quantum physics. Um, best of luck with all your work. Thank you.
This episode of Be Cubed was hosted by Sena Aldebosh and me, sound engineered by me, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. To learn more about Josh Lehman's research, visit the links in the description below. From the Prince, my name is Noel Kim. Have a great rest of your day.